Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more bold, curious, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a self-care coach and nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a business growth and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. Today, we want to talk to you about work-life balance because it's a really common desire for people, especially entrepreneurs. That's why we started our businesses most of the time is just so that we had more balance and more freedom and more flexibility. And work-life balance is one of those just really elusive things that some days we feel like we've really just got it under control. And then the next day, it's just what is work-life balance and where did it go? So we're going to kind of break that down today and share some of our thoughts on work-life balance and if it's even a thing or if there's a different way to think about it. And we're going to give you a couple of tips at the end of this episode that are going to help you feel a lot more balanced in your day-to-day life. So let's get started. (laughs) Val, what are some of your initial thoughts on work-life balance? So yeah, this is a fun topic. I think that First off, I don't really believe it's a thing. I think it hasn't really been a thing with like most of the new technology we have. You're just kind of accessible all the time, both personally and professionally. So I think that there has been a blurring of the lines. Like it's not, you know, 1950s where like you leave work at 5 p.m. and you're kind of done for the day and no one can reach you. So I think in this case, there has not been a real work-life balance for quite a while. But I do think that the pandemic brought in a more interesting side of this concept of work-life balance. And I think that the new term is work-life integration. So it's the idea that you could be, you know, jumping on a Zoom call at nine in the morning, but then switching over and doing your dishes (laughs) or, you know, making lunch and doing stuff from home. So like, I think this ability to like work from home, and start to integrate both aspects of your work and life into kind of one work day, sort of open up some possibilities. And I think it's something that's existed all the time for an entrepreneur, but it allows us to think a little bit more openly about how we can make that a reality in businesses going forward. Yeah, I agree. I've heard the term work-life integration and I really have thought that it fits so much better than balance because when you think about work-life balance, it kind of makes the assumption that your work life and your personal life are two completely separate things. And there's like a clear division. And I think the fact that's not true 
anymore for most people who are working, let alone entrepreneurs. I think it really makes it that much more difficult to try to figure out how to make that happen for you. And I think the thing with entrepreneurs, I was just having a talk with somebody about this. Entrepreneurship is like a constant, like it's almost impossible to try to separate your business from your personal life. Everything is so, you know, just woven together because when you are doing your normal personal life chores, you're thinking about your business and you come up with ideas and then you start going into like your mental work mode. And then when you're in work mode, you're like getting interrupted and like having to deal with personal stuff. And it's figuring out a way to normalize that. And then also, you know, not only normalizing it, but also just creating a system for yourself that's unique and works for you. Like it's functional. So, yeah. Yeah. I kind of love just the idea of being a little bit more fluid as an entrepreneur with that stuff, because there are going to be seasons of your business where it's going to be a little more business heavy. And then there's going to be seasons where you're like, you know what, I want to build in, you know, two months of the year that I don't work on my business. And you get to choose, like it's your business. So you get to set those priorities. But I do think that having some sort of day-to-day priorities for yourself is really huge. And as we both have said, like the majority of people we talked to left their jobs because they wanted to be able to have this work-life integration. Like I specifically have had clients say, I don't want to ask my boss to leave early to go have, you know, lunch with a friend or to go to my daughter's dance recital, (laughs) you know? And so I think kind of setting those priorities for yourself now that you are the entrepreneur and you are the boss can be very hard because suddenly the responsibility of the business success is on you. And Mm so it might be like, oh yeah, I left my job for this. But if you're not actually enacting those rules in your life, then you've kind of just like left one job for another. So I think that in terms of really creating that work-life integration, you have to say to yourself, it's super important to me that I am at every single one of my kids' recitals, or I really want to make sure I see friends at least twice a week, or kind of setting those personal priorities so Mm -hmm. that you stick with them now that you are working on your own business. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's one of the things that I did as I kind of transitioned from a clinic-based job working as an employee to being self-employed. I had this realization at one point early on because it's so tempting to become a workaholic and just spend every waking moment working on your business because like that's where your passion is and that's where you feel like you're super aligned with your purpose and you find so much joy in it. And So I realized early on that I needed to put up some of those guardrails. And so it was like, you know, between 8.30 and 3 o'clock, those are my work hours. I'm not going to do like any work as a general rule outside of that, except for like sometimes I'll have meetings or sometimes I'll have like some brilliant idea that I just need to like work (laughs) out. 
And, you know, that always, it just happens. But for a general rule, like I set guardrails on my day. And then I also just mentally have told myself that, you know, these are my priorities. Like I want to be present for all of my kids' school things. And I want to make sure that, you know, self-care for myself is a priority. And so I'm not going to be filling 8.30 to 3 o'clock, like end to end with work. Like I'm going to be fitting in at least an hour or so, usually take that around like whenever I eat lunch to just kind of do something not work-related that is fun for me. Like maybe I'm taking a nap because like naps are life. Maybe (laughs) I'm like reading a book. Maybe I go out for a walk. Like it doesn't matter. But as long as I'm making it like a non-negotiable as part of my day, it helps me feel so much more balanced. And like I am able to kind of keep all of those really important glass balls in the air like, have you heard that analogy with like the juggling the balls? No, <laughs> I <laughs> haven't. Which sounds weird as I'm saying it. <laughs> so I just have a um, dirty mind. <laughs> it's okay. We do. <laughs> so I cannot remember who this came from. If I think of it, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But somebody shared this analogy of work-life balance, work-life integration, where it's like all the important things in life is a ball that you're juggling. So some of the balls are glass. Some of them are plastic. The glass balls are the really important things that you cannot drop. Otherwise, it's got serious consequences. Other things are plastic balls. And if you drop them, it's no big deal. They'll bounce. So there isn't like you know, all of my kids stuff is a glass ball. Like sometimes you have flexibility and it's like, well, I can't make it to every single one of your games, but I will make it to like your senior night game or like the homecoming game or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, you know, certain things you can put different Mm -hmm. priorities on. And it kind of is just a different way of framing how to prioritize things. Like if I miss this work deadline? Is there going to be something serious that happens? Or is it okay if it's maybe like a day or two late so that I can keep this other glass ball in the air? So that's just a helpful analogy that I think of, you know, from time to time when I'm trying to figure out what is actually important and what can wait or what is okay to be dropped, you know, for something that's maybe more important at that moment. So Yeah, I really like that. And I think, you know, I often like just try to frame it in my own mind as self-care is just an investment in my business. And so like, you know, I've realized for a long time I was booking, you know, multiple coaching clients in a day and I realized that it was super draining for me and I wasn't like presenting as my best self for my clients. And so I realized Mm -hmm. that, you know, building in like a walk or going for coffee or something like in between sessions was like super, super helpful for me. And just being able to reframe that whole thing where personal 
activities, even if it's not related to like family events or any of those priorities is still a priority, even if it's just myself and like how important that was for my business. And I feel like, you know, my coaching sessions have just been so much more powerful because I'm there and I'm not like overbooking myself and I'm taking some time to be like energized and get myself in a place where I'm just like showing up for the clients. Yeah. It's like just the little bit of time you spend trying to get yourself to where you're really present. It makes such a huge difference. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, setting this integration of work and life as a value in your business or in your company so that it's kind of just the way that you guys do business, even if you're working by yourself right now, just getting into the mindset of like, this is, you know, in, I'll use our business for an example, like in Brazen Coaching, this is how we do business. Like we allow ourselves to like text each other, you know, at any time of the day or night, if we have ideas or whatever, but there's no expectation that the other is going to like get right back to them or drop everything. And, you know, there's just this understanding of like, we're going to be taking, you know, sometimes several days off in a row or like an entire week or like at the end of last year, we basically took the holiday season. So like mid-November through mid-January off, like we really just kind of maintained things and we didn't work on any new projects or like, Mm -hmm. you know, have anything big going on during that time because, you know, for Valerie and her day job, it's a really busy season. And then for me, it's also busy just with like family stuff and kids stuff and you know, school vacations and all that kind of thing. So figuring out a way to make that your company culture is going to be really helpful and it's going to clear up any, you know, fogginess around that when you do eventually bring in employees or contractors or, you know, people to help you out. Yeah. I love the idea of building it into your mission statement and your company culture because it does hold you accountable. And I think obviously once you do hire employees, it's something that you can be very clear from the beginning. And I do think that honestly changing, not to sound really grandiose, but changing our like United States work culture starts with businesses, <laughs> starts with small businesses deciding like, no, this is how we are going to run our business. And as more and more businesses choose to factor in this work-life integration, the more that it's going to become part of our culture. So I think just trying to do that for yourself first, and then as you grow your business, making sure you keep that in mind with your future employees. Yeah. I really like the idea of being able to, as Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. It's so easy to kind of just go along with the industry standard or, you know, just what everybody else does. It's tempting because, you know, when you don't offer like paid parental leave or anything like that, like it's not required. It's not even necessarily expected if you're going to work for a really small company. 
But if you can swing it, if that's one of your values and you can swing it like business wise, you know, more businesses taking that step to like really lean into their values and make sure that their employees are able to live a life where work and life is integrated. There's balance, there's flexibility, there's support. I think it's really going to help push us just as like a culture and an economy in a much more sustainable direction. Yeah. There's my little soapbox speech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, using your voice as an entrepreneur and, you know, money to kind of get behind causes that do support making it possible for other businesses. You know, I think the paid parental leave is always one that really sticks with me because it's nearly impossible for a business to be able to afford that, like a small business, because we don't have like any sort of infrastructure that supports that on a more national Mm -hmm. level. As much as you can support those kinds of pauses, the better for your business and for your future employees. So in conclusion, work-life balance is not a thing, especially if you are an entrepreneur. And what we really need to be working towards and striving towards is work-life integration, where there is a melding of your personal life and your business, and you get to decide what your priorities are in any given moment, on any given day. And it's just a constant, you know, readjustment where you're able to figure out what works best for you in your ideal lifestyle. So that wraps up another episode of the Brazen Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time. You just finished another episode of the Brazen Podcast with Callie Hughes and Valerie King-Maller. We hope that this episode inspired you to take one more small step toward your ideal life. We are so grateful that you're here and we are cheering for you all the way. To get more info on how to take the next steps or how to work with us, go to brazenwomen.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. You can also support us and help spread the word by becoming a monthly supporter for just $3 a month. Again, thank you for listening. We'll chat soon. And in the meantime, keep being brazen.